everyone. Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Tess Yanos, and today is day 13 of 31 Days of Horror. That's right, these dreadfully delightful days of horror comics have reached lucky number 13. <laughs> That's 13 days in a row of horror right here on OCD. To follow this frightening fraggle of fun, you can follow along OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. We are 18 days from Halloween and one day away from our first ever giveaway. Thanks to the generous guys and ghouls over at the Ready to Retro podcast, we are giving away a very undead Halloween package that includes a walking Daryl Dixon bobblehead, a Walking Dead Volume 1 comic, and OCD stickers. To enter is quite simple. Head on over to your social media of preference, follow Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, and share your favorite OCD horror post thus far. Tag OCD in your post along with the hashtag 31 Days of Horror Comics, and you will be entered into the raffle. The winner's name will be drawn from a witch's cauldron tomorrow, October 14th, when I review The Walking Dead with Max, Chris, and Chels from the Ready to Retro podcast, so please be sure to enter. That's one entry per person, and it's going to be a ghoulishly good time. All right, my frightful fiends, it is time to introduce today's co-host. He is from a galaxy far, far away, aka Canada. According to my own calculations, Canada is the nerd capital of the world, and this guy is the mayor. He is one of OCD's Star Wars aficionados and a Jedi master in training. Yoda has once said, Back talking does you? That's right, he is one of the awesome hosts of the Talking Back podcast, a podcast that talks of movies, comics, video games, and more. He is Tim. What's up, Tim? Wow. Tess, what an amazing <laughs> intro. I think that should be a wrap. Uh, <laughs> and and we're done. That was fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for that very kind intro. Um, and the, yes. the very spooky Halloweenish intro as well. I'm a little scared yes. over here. I love it. I love it. Hi, hi. You're though. here. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I am here. Yeah. I'm not the I'm definitely not the mayor of um uh, anything in Canada. Are you sure? Not, no, I'm definitely I not saw, the mayor. It was on Wikipedia. Oh, was yeah. it? <laughs> that must be in uh, the different Tim. The other Tim. Oh, the other Tim. Okay, well, no problem. There must be more Tims in the world. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Well, you're all here on a Halloween episode, Tim. Thank you so much. And it's lucky number 13. I know. Thank you so much for having me on Unlucky 13. Um, I'm going to do my yeah. best to turn that unlucky frown upside down. There you go. <laughs> and that's the only reason why I brought you here, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this is fun. Oh. Tess, my goodness. How are you doing with this month of horror? You- oh my gosh, I am having so much fun. I am being introduced to like the most spookiest comics. Like I was like, hey friends, introduce me to a spooky comic or just just do a horror comic. And they're like, okay. And they do like the most horrific ones. And I'm like, damn, Oh, we have gone down that road. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's not the one that we have in store for this episode. That's for sure. No. <laughs> and it was such a relief. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah. It was nice. Well, um, it was it's nice. quite the marathon you're doing. It's it's very I love it I love the idea it's so much fun, um, good luck making Thank it all you. the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is this has been quite a thing. And not once have I ever been like, what am I doing? I'm just like, let's go. Oh, nice. Well, hopefully on <laughs> November first you get to sleep in. 
Uh, yes, I am going to be taking a few weeks off. I have scheduled it that way, but OCD is not taking any time off, but I will personally schedule it as so. You guys will never even see a blip in the OCD timeline, but I will be resting <laughs> yeah, nice. at the end of all this. Nice. Well, kudos <laughs> to you for doing this. I love it. Thank Thank you so much. So, question, yeah, Tim. Yeah. You, as we've stated before, very clearly, you were here on a Halloween episode. What the heck does Halloween mean to you? Halloween, to me, there's a few things that pop into my head. Obviously, first off would have to be candy. I, I yeah. love candy. And when you can get, uh, like, um, bags full of it for free, that's the best possible deal. Um, mm. another thing that pops into my head right away is the Garfield Halloween special. That is what? one of my favorite <laughs> cartoons of all time. It is just like, it epitomizes Halloween for me. Um, I, I grew up in a time where there was no internet and, uh, you wouldn't find something like this, um, at your, your rental store. So it would only come on on Halloween or a day or two before Halloween. So I'd always check the TV guide for when the Garfield Halloween special is coming on, and I made sure to watch it. Out of anything else in the year, I had to watch that. And if you haven't seen it, you should. You should it's probably on YouTube now, but it's it's a really fun, cute Halloween uh, Garfield episode. Oh my gosh, I have not seen that. I've done Charlie Brown's Great The Great Pumpkin, of course, but never Garfield. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to have to watch Check it. Check it out. It's the best. I will. Why are we not reviewing that? I wish I don't that was know. a comic. Is it? Hey, man, it was a comic strip. We should be reviewing there's, Garfield's Halloween yeah, there's special. There's Garfield comics for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I dropped the ball on on selecting that <laughs> instead. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, th that's next that, Halloween. Yeah, no, that's just what comes to mind. Um, I obviously I love um, like I love uh, the creepy movies. I always uh, you know on Halloween like to watch one or two like really spooky movies. I love the whole vibe of it. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's it's you know. For the fun factor, it's probably the funnest of, like, the holidays. Um, so yeah. love it. Love it. Yeah. You get to, like, dress up and be whatever you want. Was there um, a go-to costume for, for Baby Tim? Um, nope. I was always doing different things. I was nice. uh, a skunk. Um, I was a gorilla one time. Amazing. Your animals. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I like the animals. Uh, I actually can't even really remember uh, what else I was. I think I was like um, a soldier, like a like a knight, like a Spartan or something like that one time. Oh, I went as um, uh, Magnum PI to to one party. Wow! And I guess the uh, the age demographic was a little bit different uh, for me, and everybody was asking if I was Tom Selleck from Friends, which was I guess kind of they kind of got it because <laughs> of the mustache. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like. I guess they could kind of tell that I looked like Tom Selleck, but they didn't understand where mm -hmm. he was from. So uh, close enough. So like the 10th person that asked, you're like, yeah. I'm yeah, that's there. right. Yes. <laughs> I love Monica. But yep. I'll tell you what, I nailed that Magnum PI costume. I need a picture. I need a picture. Ooh. Okay. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it, but it is an embarrassing costume. Perfect. Hey, man, what's Halloween without at least one embarrassing costume on your on your lifetime? Totally. In your lifetime? Totally. Yeah. What about you? Oh, me? Uh, I was Pink Power Ranger for many years. Oh, nice. Many years. Yeah. Until the costume uh, was too small. And then I gave it to my little sister and she was pink, uh, the Pink Ranger. And uh, then I was a witch, a variation of a witch for many years, which was, was basically a conglomerate of all my dark, like very goth um, clothes. Mm. <laughs> 
I'm a witch. <laughs> I have a witch hat. It counts. Are you going to dress up this year? Um, this year is so my birthday is two days before Halloween, and it's the big three zero. Oh wow. Yes. So I have never had a Halloween costume birthday party. Really? Ever. Weird. That right? is weird. Yeah. I, I need to make that happen. But it may, this year may just be a Zoom costume Halloween party. But y- the answer is yes. Um, and I have to. And I got to make it good. So I'm not sure yet. Cool. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it either. Yeah. So you don't have to tell me. <gasps> oh, yeah. Keep it a secret. Um, Yes, it's a secret. So were you ever Darth Vader? I was never Darth Vader, but I do have a Darth Vader Halloween story. Um, oh my God, tell me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nothing. I don't want to hype it up or anything. It's not very interesting, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, I think it's like one of the reasons I possibly fell in love with Darth Vader. Uh, I, <gasps> I knew him from the movies, but okay. it was one Halloween where I had went out with a friend and we mm-hmm. did our trick-or-treating and everything was kind of good. He went home and I think I decided to stay out a little bit longer. And this was like at the hour of the day where there was nobody out really. So I kind of realized that all the houses had closed up. I was um, fairly far from home for like a youngster. And I was just kind of making my way back. Everything's pitch black. There's nobody around, no kids or anything. And all I see coming at me is this dark figure walking down the middle of the road and okay. as it gets closer, I realize it is Darth Vader and he, <gasps> in full costume, like with the oh little like the box with the lights actually working on it and everything. And this guy was <laughs> this guy was tall. Like it may have been Darth Vader. He may have found a way <laughs> to come to my town. And I just kind of <laughs> was so terrified. I'm like, oh, this is where I die. This is it for me. Um, <laughs> this is so sad because I didn't get to eat any of this yeah. candy. But I just kind of like Aww. walk, kind of like walk up to him and walk past him. Yeah. And I just remembered, <laughs> I don't know what, this is so weird. I remembered feeling like <laughs> at such ease with him being around. Like it was okay. almost like there's no, there's no, like nobody can get me now because Darth Vader's here if I need his help. So very bizarre, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's my Darth Vader Halloween story. So are you part of the Imperial Force now? Oh. I mean, was that... 100%. That was my initiation. I didn't turn around and run. So he's like, yeah. Yeah, you can... You're in. The dark side runs mildly strong with you. Yeah. Did you hear about... uh, So the second day of this 31 Days of Horror, did you hear what your bro, Dean, what happened? No. Here? I didn't. So you know that him and I... Speaking of the dark side, this is what I'm bringing this up. He did a... Harry Potter test into your house quiz here on air with me because we wanted to just know once and for all was he a Gryffindor because he hasn't actually taken the test okay he was tested in the Slytherin house oh (laughs) no he must have been so upset (laughs) it was hilarious no wonder he didn't tell me about it he must be so embarrassed (laughs) I know he turned his whole world upside down he, I think he bought a mug and he took a picture and he's like, I'm embracing it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to so talk yes, to him. So yes, the dark side does run deep. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Well, he, well I, I think I taught him a lot of stuff. So uh, it was the big nice. brother. He looked up to me and uh, you don't always realize how you're influencing your siblings, but you are. So. Oh yeah, 100%. I'm an older sibling too and I grow up and I'm like, oh man, you're still mad at me for that. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had my own problems, man. Yeah. Come on. yeah. <laughs> I can't raise a younger brother. I can barely raise myself. 
I know, right? Man, when you're an older sibling, you are so tasked with being a, a, another parent sometimes. I know, so, right? Yeah, no, totally. But we are not here to talk about siblings. We are here to talk about a great book. Can you please tell us what we're reviewing today? I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, we are going to read Star Wars Adventures Vader's Castle. Yes. And I am very excited because I wanted to read this for a long time. I had this on my iPad for a while. Um, one problem I have with comics, with digital comics, is I will kind of buy more than I can read. I'll just see sales sure. and I'll see books I want to I want to read and I'll buy them. And then I fill my iPad yeah. up and then I, I never read them. Um, so I had this one for a long time and I was waiting for a special occasion because it was, uh, you know, Darth Vader is near and dear to my heart. So I wanted it to be... Uh, proper. So when you when you yeah. um, you know asked me to be a part of this month of Halloween episodes, I thought that would be really fun because I knew it was um, a little bit uh, spooky. I knew it had something to do with that, but that's all. I didn't know very much about it other than that. So I thought this would be perfect. I threw it out to you. You were so on board right away. So <laughs> that was that was perfect. So um, yeah, we're gonna do that. It's uh, yeah, it's a I IDW publishing comic, um, which which. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see that, I know it's going to be fun because they kind of yeah. they kind of get like the the titles um, that you're allowed to have fun with. Like they 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 yeah. they do get to play around with canon, and this this comic is actually canon in the Star Wars universe, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, you, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that, but it is. Um, so yeah, they get, they just get to have fun with these uh, these stories. Um, Tess, I have to ask you, what do you think about canon? Canon. Okay, so I learned canon here on OCD, which essentially means it's part of the grand timeline. So there are, like, there's the grand timeline of Star Wars. Um, and then you can have these, like, offshoot adventures that don't necessarily have to be part of the timeline exactly. So when it's canon, it's a huge deal. Right. So canon is, to me, it's a little intimidating because I'm like, oh shit, okay, I gotta add this to my knowledge of Star Wars, which I'm glad that this is canon. I'm like, I wonder who else has read this, losers? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have read this and I know this. Yeah. And um, I feel like, I'm curious though, how this is canon and where this is canon. Yeah. You know, because it's such a, so many flashbacks and I know. Vader's castle. It's, it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff happening here. There is a lot happening. Um, just just to kind of quickly um, tie up canon, I, I'm not a big fan of canon. I just think oh. everything should be open and available. I don't think you okay. need to say this is what's actually going on in the universe. I don't think that really matters. Like I, I just think there could be stories and choose for yourself like what what yeah. you want your storylines to be or like what you believe is real or not. But it, it just seems like like we're dealing with comics and like stories and why do you have to why do you have to govern what's like considered real in like this fake world right so i don't know i'm not a fan of it totally but you're not a fan not a fan of, of canon but no. well the only thing about canon is that, and like i did say it's intimidating you're just and you're definitely um adding to that because it's like if you're a new comic book reader or if you're new to the star wars universe it's like what do you mean there's all these offshoot comics what do you mean there's all these offshoot stories like it just feels so huge in that way you know what i mean like the world you'll never be able to dive into truly i don't know you know what i'm saying Does that make i sense? do know what you're saying yeah 
yeah. yeah, but like, who's to say if uh, even if you find something that's not canon, if you're a new reader and you find something that's not canon, and it becomes your favorite, you know, Star Wars comic ever, like, why should that matter any different because it's not canon, right? Or I don't know. I guess exactly. I guess I'm feeling a canon is a little bit like elitist in a way, or like. Um, Sure. I, I, sure. I, I understand it. Like you kind of have to, you have to have some sort of um, reins on a on a story in a world just to make sure that, I guess you know any Joe Blow doesn't just start writing their own stuff about it. But um, right. I don't know. There's there's been some you know moments in Star Wars where they decanonized something that was already canon, and it just gave me uh, gave me uh, uh, poopy poopy feelings in my tummy. Oh man, nobody likes those. Tim. No, I know. So. No, you're like, what? <laughs> Why do I have gas pains well, all of a sudden? Oh, no. Yeah. That's not canon yeah, anymore? Uh, <laughs> the force is not with me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Totally. Uh, no, this was a great comic. I'm so glad that you recommended it because it was just like really fun. And like I said, we've been doing some really heavy stories here on OCD, which I'm so grateful for. And thank you to everyone who's come on to share their story and share, share how that's personal to them. That is so special to me. Um but Tim, you are a huge Star Wars fan. Like huge. I am a huge Star Wars fan, yes. Yes. You've been on here. This is your third Star Wars episode <laughs> on OCD in one year, my friend. It actually, <laughs> that's actually true. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I knew this was my third, but I didn't consider they were all about Star Wars. <laughs> but that's true, yeah. And, and one of them was specifically about Darth Vader and his comic, so... Yeah. So you really do connect to this guy. So your encounter with him on that one, that one Halloween night, that was it. I'm for telling you, you was it, it was fate. You're Something in. happened to me. I was turned. You were turned. Oh man. Turned to the dark side. Oh no, guys. Uh, can we convert him back to the <laughs> Rebel Alliance? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. So this is, like Tim said, Star Wars Adventures, Tales from Vader's Castle. It is by Kevin Scott. It was published in 2019 by IDW Comics. It is illustrated by several amazing artists, which I loved how they integrated this art. It was beautiful. We got Derek Charm, Chris Vinoglio, Kelly Jones, Corin Howell. Do you have any relation to any of these people? No, I, I like, didn't recognize um, a single name. There was only one name um, out of all this that I I did recognize, and Tell me. Um, that was uh, Francesco Frank of, sorry, Francesco yes. Frank of Villa, and Frank of yeah, He did um, the cover for the comic, and then at yeah. the end of the book, there were a bunch of full page uh, illustrations that he did. Uh, so I know you know him. You guys did um, Afterlife with Archie. Uh, yes, he, he did. He did that. So, uh, but that's the only person I knew, and and all he did was like a few pages. So everything else was kind of new to me, but. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's all very cartoony for the most part. Like, it looks like a cartoon. It does. It totally does. And, um, friend, Francesco, friend, oh my God, I forgot his name. Francesco, friend, Fr Frank Avia, that guy. Yeah. Let's just call him Frankie. Uh, Let's call him Frankie on our pod for this episode. Yeah. Yes. On our podcast, whenever there's names we can't pronounce, which is almost all the time, we just shorten it to something mm -hmm. fun and easy. So. Awesome. Frankie. Frankie. I wonder if he actually goes by that. He might. Um, he might, but can you describe the front cover of this? And I'll just say word, one word, red. Well, yes, red. And I will say a follow-up word to that. And that's Mustafar. 
um, because mm. that is my bless you. One of, yeah, oh. sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, that is um, where Darth Vader's castle is, or his whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. They call it a castle in this book, but if you want to call it his lair, whatever you want to call it, that's where uh, Darth Vader resides, and mm-hmm. it's uh, this really really nice kind of picture of the landscape of the beautiful lava landscape the rock and lava picturesque landscape of mustafar and there's a big giant castle and it's just like this super tall tower pointing straight up and um i can't remember i think there i think vader's face is in it as well he's his face is kind of off into the corner so um i mean definitely uh a selling point for me as soon as i saw that i'm like i want to read that book (laughs) (laughs) that's my friend that's my buddy right there (laughs) but i wasn't i loved i wasn't um i wasn't really expecting what we got because really oh you're right yeah yeah, because what we what we got was it's actually like what's a comic for all ages so that -hmm. means it's kind of aimed and directed at a younger audience and i I wasn't really expecting that i thought we were going to get some real spooky stories but we got some very um, kid-friendly spooky stories, which was yeah. fine because it was still a lot of fun. And it was like a really nice break from, like you mentioned before, just reading some of the comics that you may have been reading and some of the comics mm-hmm. I've been reading. I haven't read a comic like this in a while, but I, I yeah. like them. There's definitely a place for them, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just a fun ride. And I didn't know that Vader had a castle, first of all. Mm. I was like, wait, what? I thought he was always in a spaceship. Wait a minute. Well, yeah, because you don't see too much of it, right? Uh, that that isn't mm-hmm. anything that you actually get a much of a glimpse in. I know in um, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, that's kind of where he goes to. That's where he that's where he battles Obi Wan and I think gets his that's limbs right. cut off, and mm-hmm. he just kind of makes that like his residence after that. But you don't see very much of it in the movies. Uh, Rogue One, I think, has a short scene there. Um, it's kind of pops up every once in a while in the comics, but I wish they would do more with it. So that, that's one of the things yeah. that really drew me to this comic is it's, uh, you know, kind of taking place on Mustafar. I thought that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I always see him in a spaceship. I never see him in his house, but like this one's totally different, but I loved it. Um, let me do the summary so we can jump into this. Uh, let me just say, if you've never read this before, please put it on your list for Halloween. It is so fun. How do a band of rebels distract themselves when sneaking into the creepiest place in the galaxy? Tell scary stories, of course. Follow Lena Graf, Crater, and friends as they sneak in and fight their way into the terrifying castle of Darth Vader. Along the way, they'll trade spooky stories featuring the most terrifying villains and creatures in the universe. So have you ever seen... The TV show, Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon? No. Uh, I know what it is, but I never watched it. I was a little bit too old for that. It was just out of my age range. Okay. This... It just it this definitely reminds me of it. It's like, you know, kids around a campfire telling spooky stories. You know, each episode is a very different spooky story. So this this very much reminded me of that, which I which I love. And it's so fun. I mean, have you ever stood around a campfire telling spooky stories or just like a, a sleepover or something? Uh, I mean, in a way, yeah, I, I have I think I still have um, a book of spooky stories um, for 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 children, basically. And like it was I probably read it when I was maybe 12 or 13, but it was scary enough to like really terrify me. But the stories were so much fun. I kept like, I read it over and over and over again. It was um, oh. yeah, I like I like to be scared. I definitely like to be scared. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. It's it's good to be scared sometimes to be like, you know, just a little jolt, mm-hmm. you know? Woof. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, well, this is definitely one. So I'm going to break this up kind of issue by issue because these stories are so unique and awesome. Is that cool with you, Tim? Yeah, that's how I <laughs> broke it up, too. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. We are in alignment, sir. We're, the force is with High us. High five. High five all the way in Canada. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Uh, this is fun okay so we've got our main character lena graf who i have never met before she is the head curator of the graf archive she is an ace pilot and an engineer and she is quote afraid of nothing have you ever met her before no i have not not this is my very first introduction to her she was good i liked her yeah she was brave she was fearless she was fearless she she drives her own ship. And then we've got Skrit, who is probably my favorite character. He's this bug co-pilot, and he is, quote, afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has the best moment in the book for me. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much. He was He's like a cockroach. And he's like a giant cockroach. But he's cute. He is cute. Like, I would want a plush toy of him. He's, like, he's so cute. He's cute. And now that you mentioned it, he is afraid of everything. I didn't <laughs> I didn't really pick up on that until you just said it. But he, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then we've got Lieutenant Hud, who is a thief-turned-rebel. Uh, and then we got two droids, of course, because what's a Star Wars droid story without a droid? That's right. We've got X, right? We got XMG3, who is a former bodyguard droid muscle of the ragtag crew. Then we've got CR8R, which they call Crator, which if you spell that out, people, CR8R, it is Crater. Put that on your license plate. He is the companion. Uh, since he's been a companion of Lena since she was a kid, so and he's he's kind of like the annoying droid that kind of CP3O is, but we love him, you know. I loved that they called him Crater because th- why? Tell me. Well, because they spell it out for you, right? Um, like with yeah. the letters, and then the a couple panels later, they're calling him Crater, like spelt out, you know, the the way you would spell the word Crater. And I was trying to learn everybody's names and I'm like, who's this crater fellow? So they don't actually tell you, you kind of have to go back and discover it for yourself. But I'm like, who's this crater fellow? And then you see, oh, there you go. Yeah. CR-8R crater. Oh, 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 mini applause for, I was like, yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, Tales of Vader's castle. Oh my god, I love that. It's like it's like when you see all those license plates and you're like, this one says something. No, it says something. Totally. And then you see it, you're like, oh man, it's a secret code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I liked it for that reason. Yes. So this ragtag crew, they have to make an emergency landing, of course. Um, and they land on Mustafar, bless me, planet. Uh, and they need to get off the ship ASAP. And then they're like... I mean, how would you explain like all, like how they get along with each other? They're just like buddies, right? Yeah, yeah. I just say they're buddies. Yeah, you've got um, uh, you've got two humans, you've got two droids, and you've got the the cockroach fellow. So it's a it's a unique group to start out with, and uh, yeah, they just seem to be they they seem to be friends, but you know they don't seem to be the best of friends. Maybe one of those crews that have come together. Uh, maybe under a certain circumstance and are just working together, but don't have, you know, the best relationship. Right. 
Yeah, they they have like a weird relationship, but the, that's the thing about Star Wars is that they always have like a weird ragtag crew, and everybody's like a conglomerate of something else from some other planet. There's always a droid or two, and you like you relate to somebody in there. They're all varying degrees of personalities, which is really cool. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it always makes it more interesting, right? Because oh, there's more there's more chance that you're going to identify with a character, and then you know probably dislike a character as well, right? So you they kind of like they kind of catch you on both sides. Like they give you you get really invested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they set up this really hearty crew and they have Lena at the head and and she's like there's always like one human at the head. I mean, why can't the droid be at the head, right? Or That's or right. Chewy, why can't he be at the head? That's right. Um so then they get off this ship and they see this this weird place. They're on Mustafar and uh they then what's his name? He has to go into a story about how this is so terrible and this is where the Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of story comes in and it's a story of um, you know, this guy named Cannon, Captain Hera, who's a Twi'lek and a holocron, and this haunted vessel, this haunted crashed ship. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed this because these are characters from the animated series Star Wars Rebels. Um, okay. So um, if if you, I have seen that series, so when I saw them, I immediately knew, oh, that I know these characters. <gasps> this is very cool. But I haven't, oh. I haven't seen anything of them other than the animated show. So that that was all very, oh. was very interesting to me, and I I liked it. Um, so that was. That let me know that we're gonna go. We're gonna go certain places in this story and in this book that I'm gonna like. If they're if they're already starting off, kind of giving us um, this a bit of a crossover. I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't have expected these two stories to kind of cross over. So it's cool. That's cool. I love. See, that's the thing about canon as well. Like it's like I, it's a love hate relationship for me. It's like when we find characters that we've seen before because we've invested our time into diving into the Star Wars universe. And certainly, if you've dive, dove into to Rebels or Clone Wars, you're definitely like off the track. You know, in another Star Wars like territory like that. Those stories are so intricate and diverse and large. And like, if you dive into those and then you find a character here in the comics, it's like it's like a reward for diving into those. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point, Tess. Yeah. Yeah, I love seeing. I love the Twi'lek race. I think they're so cool and badass. They always give them like really badass characters. Mm -hmm. So um, there is this ship, Grayson's ship, and on this ship it is it is haunted. <laughs> it's spooky. Like... I'm getting spooky and and creepy vibes out of this. Right, I got goosebumps, okay. man. <laughs> <laughs> A haunted ship. <laughs> what in outer space? Oh, what? that's the worst kind of haunted ship. Right, you can't you can't run <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. You're stuck. <laughs> so this ship just becomes haunted. There's laughter. There's lights flickering. There's a voice. There's no physical form of this thing. And I, what I love about these stories is that they're they're wrapped up in about four pages. Like they're so like here it is and ta-da. <laughs> yeah, it's there's an interesting formula going on because each issue there's five issues and each issue starts off with the with Lena's crew. We get a couple pages of Lena's crew and then one of their crew for the most part tells us a scary story that something that's happening to them right now reminded them of. And then we wrap up the issue with another couple of pages of Lena's crew um, on Mustafar and with Vader's castle. So it's very formulaic and I uh, appreciate it because you kind of get to know what to expect. So you get into a bit of a rhythm. So, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you, it's like if we were to put just what's happening on Mustafar into an issue, it'd probably be two total issues. Like there's not a whole lot that happens. <laughs> but That's true. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's not what I was expecting, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And they end the uh, issue one with a spooky fortress guarded by a small army of stormtroopers. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? They were, uh, they were um, so- lava troopers. Because that lava trooper. Because that's what you yes. need on Mustafar is a lava trooper. They looked so cool. I love them. They did. They were in the black suits yeah. and they had some like red yeah. on them. Like, it was pretty cool. They, they were the perfect camouflage for that planet. Yeah, exactly. They're like, let's. We are the lava. Hot lava. <laughs> be, be one with the lava. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, then we dive into issue two, which HUD, who is a thief turned rebel, he starts to tell his story. But before we dive into the story. We are introduced to this larva, you know, these baby larva. And what happens, Tim, when you take the larva away from its mama? Oh, the mama gets mad. So mad. You don't take you don't take any baby from any any mama. Don't do it ever anywhere in any galaxy. No, there's ever. always only one single repercussion for that is mama get mad. <laughs> yeah, possibly death. <laughs> death for you. Yeah. You asked for it. Yeah. Um. So, have you seen? Okay, forgive me. Harry Potter. Okay, so you know the giant uh, spiders. Oh no. Um. So okay, I was hoping this wouldn't come up. I've only okay. seen the first Harry Potter movie. All right. Well, that's, that's ongoing comic book discussion, I know, everyone. I know. Thank I, you, Tim. I knew that would. Sh- I knew that would shut everything down. I was hoping I would. No. <laughs> I wouldn't have to get it done. I made it. I made it three episodes, Tess, without having yeah. to say it. But I, I've, You've had a good run, Tim. I enjoyed the first movie that I saw. I just, for some reason, I never went on. So uh, okay, I'm man. sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. So actually, that it's whole okay. thing that you were talking about with Dean, I don't even know what that means. So you, oh, thank you for your, you're acting. You're very good at acting. I, <laughs> I guess so upset. I kind, like, I kind of know that they are, they are kind of like broken up into different like categories of children, uh, kind of based on their personality. That's what I gather. But um, yeah. <laughs> categories of children, everyone, <laughs> based on personality. <laughs> it's a personality categories. quiz, right? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> sure. Yep. Categories of children. I'll never forget that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> D, uh, Tim's summary of Harry Potter there are different categories of children in this high castle <laughs> and they ride brooms right they ride brooms oh this is fun uh, okay. I feel like I've seen everything I need to see I mean you're not wrong really <laughs> With some magic wizards. And there's giant spiders, Tim. Um, and these these spiders kind of reminded me of those Harry Potter spiders. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you Potter nerds out there, you Potterheads, uh, there's those giant spiders. And there, what happens if you mess with the baby larva? And it kind of explodes this, like, Nickelodeon slime green goo all over you. It, they sacrifice themselves for the babies, which is really sad. My God. Yeah. So we've already got a death going on. But... The story, it's called The Planet, uh, it's on the planet Bray, the planet of eternal night. And this story is by HUD, which is a thief turned rebel. So this happens. Tim, wait, do you, do you remember the story? Do you want to explain the story this time? Sure, yeah. B- actually, before, yeah, I, before I explain this one, actually, Please. once once we get to what your favorite story was, let me know. Because I'd like to know which of these uh, stories was your favorite. Um, okay. Deal. Now that I, now that I mentioned that, I don't even know if I've chosen a favorite, but... Um, I, <laughs> you will. I, I think I. I think it's coming. Coming yet. Let's go to the end, and then we'll go back Ooh, so that you can review them all properly. That's a right? that's a good call. 
okay. yes, this was a fun story for me because it has some of my favorite characters in it. We had mm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have Commander mm-hmm. Cody. And we have mm-hmm. Count Dooku. Uh, yes. Now, basically, like, to really summarize what's going on is um, Count Dooku has found this, like, weird, like, man-bat creature. Uh, yes. They call it Ravna. And if this creature scratches you, it basically turns you into, like, one of its minions. And you kind of, like, become whatever it is. And Dooku has captured this. And I guess he's kind of, like, made a deal with it. Uh, I can't remember what mm. the circumstances were, but he's, he's using this creature because he wants to unleash this creature on the clones. And he wants right. this creature to scratch all the clones. So all the clones turn into these creatures and the clone army is no more. Wow. But Ravna will not be controlled. Never. He's too He's too scary and spooky. She. Oh, oh she, is it a she? It's a girl. Yeah, I think it's oh, a okay. she. Okay. Oh, my bad. She. No, no, no. You're good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is a she. Yeah. Okay, but go sure. ahead. She is too spooky and scary to succumb to Count Dooku. And she turns mm-hmm. on him. She scratches him and turns him into one of her. Now, this was really fun for me because uh, I think Obi Wan is kind of like. I don't know if he's captured at this point or indisposed or something, but um, he starts he starts kind of making fun of Dooku, um, calling him yes. calling him like starts taunting yeah him. he's taunting him he's calling him like weak minded like oh like a real Sith Lord wouldn't have succumbed so easy to like this uh, mental uh, or whatever is going on here, and that actually works on Dooku, and Dooku becomes so enraged that he's getting taunted that he overpowers whatever this is that's happening to him and kind of comes back out of it. I really, I really loved that. It's just like the power of the dark side <laughs> runs so deep that do not taunt one of them because that is just fuel for the fire. So oh, this one, I love this one. I'm sorry. I called her a she and then I looked and it said Lord of Darkness. I think in my mind I had her. Ravna just sounds like a queen of darkness. To you know me, what? That, it totally, Ravna totally sounds like a, a female name. So uh, I'm, right. I'm going with that. I like that better. Perfect. Um, and I love I love Dooku just as a character in general, right? Just, yeah. You love. I right? love him as a character in general. In, in general. Yeah. And um, like here when he's turning into that ravna creature he looks so menacing and evil and it's is uh it looked really good on him i liked it but uh obi-wan is able to kill ravna and then the story kind of ends except we get a little flash forward into the future and ravna's hand pops out of the ground and it ends and i'm i'm terrified (laughs) i'm terrified about what ravna is going to do now they never explain what happened. No. They just they just cut it Cliffhanger, off. Cliffhanger. Like that's it. Bump. That's it. You can't that kill Ravna. It. Oh, uh, one of the cool things about Ravna, uh, I, I've never seen this before because Obi Wan was trying to fight Ravna, pulls out the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and Ravna like mm-hmm. inhales the light energy from the lightsaber. Do you remember that? I did not catch that. Yeah, I didn't. Ravna catch like that. Wow. like sucks it in, so the lightsaber just oh. like gets turned off because she sucks in the energy. It was really I've never seen anything like that before. It's cool. Well, I know that she was like eating the thermal detonators and the blaster bolts, yep. but like I didn't, I, I didn't see her like, oh god. Yeah, you. she hit the lightsaber mm-hmm. right after that. So that's, I think that's why Obi Wan couldn't do anything at that time. Because he didn't have the didn't saber, have but saber. he had the force. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he became a bully for a second. He's like, Dooku, you're stupid. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> you're so weak. You're the yeah. weakest Sith Lord ever. <laughs> really, really fun, I though. Like I, I think that's the type of yeah. thing that you'll get in um, like maybe a children's or, or younger adolescent comic book is that type of thing where, mm-hmm. you know, in some of the, the stuff for for an older audience, that's nothing they would ever play with, right? Like Obi-Wan would never really tease or taunt Dooku, but it was so perfect mm-hmm. and so funny in this moment that he would do that. And of course it would work, right? It was just, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Because his ego is so grand. He's like, I am not weak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look at the power. <laughs> Whoops. Foiled my whole plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was fun. I love was that. Fun. I love that. So then we jump back into these these black suited stormtroopers. We see them again, Tim, do. right after this. After this story, I love this story. No, that was so fun. That was so fun. Um, and I love. Oh, actually, at the end, how um, the Ravna Count Dooku story becomes like this boogeyman tale of the village. You know, they're kind of like, yeah, there used to be once upon a time. It's like Count Dracula or Frankenstein for us. It's like it was. It was kind of like that. It was like, watch out for Dooku and Ravna. They may haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, we've been talking a lot about the spooky stories, uh, but basically yes. what's happening with the crew is, is ever since their ship crashed, they're just slowly making their way towards the castle. So we haven't gotten many uh, pages from them yet, but they're just like, they crash, their ship sinks in lava, they get out, they see a castle, they start moving towards it, they encounter some um, lava troopers, and the, one of their droids kind of takes care of them, and they just start making their way further in because they think there's going to be a ship in there for them to escape with. So that's just kind of like the their underlying story that we get mixed in with these spooky stories. And it's funny, it's like it's like any haunted house tale. It's like the only way out of this rainstorm is to ask for shelter in the haunted house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I don't want to go there, but I think I have to. It's the only option for miles and miles and light years and light years here. There's only one light on and it's in the attic, but we better go there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. There's an old lady in a rocking chair. Have you seen Psycho? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so this one, we got issue three here. This is, this is Lena's story. Um, so G3, this droid is blasting away again. He's his bodyguard. He's trying to get at these, these lava stormtroopers. And meanwhile, HUD, he picks the lock and opens these giant garage doors. And again, we're, we're, uh, they're like, you know, I'm kind of bored and, and I'm kind of lost in here. It's so dark. Somebody tell us a story. And this one might be my favorite one. Too. Oh, really? This it might be. This one. It might this be. one is unfortunately my least favorite. <gasps> dum dum dum. Dun dun dun. Our first dun 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 of the episode. This is this is Ooh. now this this episode is really getting spooky now. I goosebumps again <laughs> again. This is nuts. Uh, so this story. I want I want to let you take it all the way then, because you'll probably okay, you'll probably right. explain it better than I do then. No, you explained it. Oh my gosh! No, no, no the next no, one, but, but this one. No, but because this is your favorite and my least favorite. Oh, you you okay. run with this one. Yeah, you would be like, yeah, yeah, like, Han and Solo. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. There's some vines, <laughs> and then they escape, and then uh, then we move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give this story justice Please do. because I lo- right. I love anything chewy. I have a chewy purse. I love chewy. Um. So, this. 
Story happens once upon a bar, and this person, this lady, is trying to give out this rare piece of artwork, and she's like, somebody please give this artwork to a collector on the planet Rindell. Ooh, I think she says, ooh, along the way. <laughs> <laughs> she, she should have if she didn't. I know, it right? Works. That was subtext. Yeah. Um, but this moon, Rindell, is said to be cursed. No. And everybody in the bar is like, no way, lady. Get the F out of here. I am not going on that moon. But not, but not our dearly beloved Han Solo. He says one million credits. I say yes. And uh, he goes in. He's like, Chewie, calm down. There's no such thing. As a haunted planet. Are you crazy? This is the galaxy. Ghosts don't live here. I'm pretty sure he said that. Um, and then, so then they land on this this planet. And it's a planet smothered in thorns. And he's like, let's carry on. And Chewie's like, F that. I'm going to stay with the ship. So Chewie stays with the ship. Uh, but first, before that happens, there's a droid that's crashing a ship. And he tells them this very small tale of the Emerald Witch. Beware! And Han Solo's like, no! One million credits! <laughs> that's more than anything. Um, and so then Han and, Han and Chewie finally split up. And then they get into the vines. And Han is like, you know, that ship, that was my that was a, a, a guy that I knew named Karamu. I'm sure, I, like, that was his ship. I'm pretty sure it was his droid, too. And he finds Karamu in vines, tangled up. And he's like, what are you doing, old friend? You look very old. And he's like, yes. And then all of a sudden, Han is sprayed by these flowers. It's a very poison ivy moment. And he's sprayed by these flowers, and Han is aged very quickly. He looks like um, Han Solo, what he looks like now, basically. Um, and he gets tangled up in the vines, and then Zala, the witch, comes around, and she says her sister tricked her and, and sent her this planet that's full of vines, and her sister was actually the lady that handed out that piece of artwork. He was, she was the queen of Rindell. And then blah, 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 she tells this story, and then Chewie saves the day! <laughs> and she, he starts like... <laughs> like zapping all the vines and my favorite is that like Zooey, uh, Chewie, so this the, the flower spray makes you older and Chewie gets sprayed and Chewie doesn't change but because he's a Wookiee you know they they age like very slowly so he's like I did age yeah. or you know and, and, and Wookiee speak or whatever and Han Solo's like you don't look in anything over like 192 or something like that which I love that's funny um yeah, and then and then they're done. That's it. And then they go back to normal form. But I loved it because it was Han and Chewie. How could you not love Han and Chewie? No, that was fun. I, d- I did like Han and Chewie. <laughs> I, d- I do I do like them, but um, I don't know. I, it just it just didn't do it for me. The whole I don't I wasn't believing much of it. Like at any step <gasps> along the way, I don't know. It it all seemed a little bit forced for me. Um, okay. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't want to talk. That's I don't want to talk down on it because um, you enjoyed it. So I think you did a great job of explaining it. And and here here's the thing. I think I don't like Han and Chewie as much as you do. So maybe that's why it didn't like oh. click as much with me. Uh, I thought okay. I thought the characters like that Emerald Witch. I really liked her. She looked very cool. She's like this, um, like an owl, um, like a flying owl human. And yeah. yeah, like you mentioned it, she seemed to have the power of poison ivy. Like she was controlling vines and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think her motivation was that her sister became queen and was like being mean to her or something. Right. (laughs) She she became like this terrible witch because she wasn't being treated nicely by her sister. 
Hey man, it's the older it's the older sibling thing again. Here we are, full circle, my friend. Maybe that upset you. The trigger moment, possibly, possibly, sure. possibly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, but no, it was it was still fun. It was still fun, and um, the art was uh, art was excellent. Uh, really yeah. good art, really good characters. So, um, I, I don't, you know, it's. I'm saying it wasn't my favorite, but that's just because yeah. in a book with a lot of stuff that I liked, you know, there has to be some part that I didn't. So um, I could have read a whole comic book on that and it would have been fine. I would have enjoyed it. Um, mm. So not to say that I didn't enjoy it, but it just wasn't my favorite out of this book. I'm not judging you, Tim, who describes Harry Potter as children <laughs> into categories. It's fine. Um, no, that's kidding. what I got uh, out of uh, the first movie. That was my ta- yeah. my takeaway. It's okay. I mean, you're not wrong with the first movie. I mean, maybe moving on to the next. I don't know. It's up to you. Maybe I, I hopefully should. your kid will. Hopefully your kid will start to love Harry Potter and be like, Dad, let's let's watch a movie, and you'll be like, Fine. Well, it's one of those weird. And you fall in love with. Yeah, it. it's one of those weird things because I liked the first one, and I like mm-hmm. wizards and sorcery. I like all that stuff. There's no reason for me not to go on, and I know 100 percent right. if I did, I would enjoy it all. Like I'm sure it just gets way way better. Um, so I really should do it, but I think it was one of those things where it just got, it got out of hand so quick for me. Like I was so far behind that I (laughs) I felt like there was no possible way for me to catch up. So that, that may have had something. Well, that's how I feel about Star Wars. I can't even imagine. Like there's so much more (laughs) Star Wars content out there, but good for you for, for dipping your toe in and getting started. I feel like I'm in though. I yeah. did like the first two seasons of Clone Wars, and that was a trudge in the mud. Well, those are the those are the worst two, yeah, because it just okay. it just gets better and better and better. Every I would say this every season gets better because mm-hmm. they just continue to develop storylines, and you just get more and more sucked in with everybody's storylines. So um, it just I'd say all the way up until the final season, it just gets better and better and better. I saw the final season first before the first one, and that's when I fell in love with Ahsoka Tana. Oh, she, I was she's like, awesome. Oh, this bitch is a badass. Yeah, she is. I love she's, her. she's cool as shit. Cool, and shit is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Cool shit is cool. You know, it's a. What'd you just I say? Like, cool shit is cool. <laughs> cool shit, yeah. yeah. Like I said bullshit. I was oh, like, no, 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 no. Cool shit. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, then we dive right into issue four. Oh, actually, at the end of issue three, HUD, who told this story, he finds this green stone gem thing that really angers the people at the castle. Yes, he found a bit of treasure in the castle, and he took it for himself, which is a, yes. a very creepy thing to do. Very rude. Very rude. He was a thief. I didn't like him. I didn't like him either. They could have just left him on the planet, which I think they did. Oh, I, I think he, uh, I think he got what was coming. Yeah, he did. That guy. Yeah. Tim, can you tell us about G 3s story here in issue four? Um, so HUD he kind of disappears, and then Skrit, who's our who's our little little bug dude, he's absolutely terrified, and G 3s like, let me tell you a story, kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Now, I think this one was my favorite. <gasps> okay. Okay. Now, I think it had to do it was a combination of things. I think the story I think the story was fun. And I I, I it wouldn't it wasn't my favorite like right after reading it, but as I kind of sat back and thought about it a bit, it became my favorite. And then the the Ooh. other reason is because in a a comic full of cartoon art up to this point, they completely flipped the script on us here and they changed the art style completely for this issue. 
it uh, it yes. goes from you know you're like almost like you know Powerpuff Girl cartoony style mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way, and you just get like this really like gritty, um, sketchy, more realistic and uh, full of texture. So it was it was a complete 180 from what we've been fed up to this point. So. Yeah. Uh, I, Perfect for indoor, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciated it. Some really, really neat colors going on. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. So I think that was maybe what did it for me. But um, nice. the the story, uh, one thing we learned really early on that I actually didn't know is that the Ewoks speak Ewokese. They dropped that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, they, they okay. dropped it in this. Uh, now that I don't know if that's. I'm sure that's been said somewhere else before, but I didn't know what language they spoke. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's totally cool. Um, but there's some um, some a couple of Ewoks out and they're hunting some like wild boar type creature, giant wild boar, and they um, mm-hmm. they land a kill and they come back to their village and almost all of the Ewoks are gone. That's so sad. So sad. Um. Because they're so cute. They're so cute and lovable. Uh, but mm-hmm. they they, they want to know what happened. And the, the two um, kind of elders who are left, they think this could only have been done by the Dulocs, who are like their, uh, the enemies who maybe live on the same planet. So they, they're like, well, let's go get those Dulocs. And they head over to the Duloc camp. And all the Dulocs are gone too. All except yep. one. And he he basically he basically it's very sad. It's very sad so far. So far, it's not scary yeah. at all. It's just a tragedy. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> but that Duloc, he says that the Great One destroyed their village, and a great sacrifice needs to be made to appease the Great One. So, um, I guess what had been going on was that uh, he was collecting, uh, or somebody was collecting Ewoks and put them in this giant wooden Ewok statue. That yeah. looked really cool. It was like 50 feet tall and yeah. uh, all the Ewoks are inside and they're going to burn it as a sacrifice for the great one. So <laughs> it is, so sad. It's, it's so sad. <laughs> so, why are you laughing? Because it's sad, but I don't know. I don't know why it's sad. Just the idea of all these Ewoks in this wooden giant wooden Ewok and kind of in the inside yeah. of its belly being ready to get burnt. I don't know. I don't know why it, it's funny yeah. because um, I side with Darth Vader. I guess that's why. Mm. Okay. Justified. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I'm just having so much fun with this episode test. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad you're having fun. Yeah. That's my only goal for oh, OCD totally. is fun. I'm loving this. This is great. I love, I love <laughs> good, talking good. about Star Wars. Um, of course. Yes. Okay. So the uh, the small group of Ewoks who are left, they go to, uh, to find this wooden sacrifice statue, and they're going to yeah. let all the Ewoks out. But what happens is... The kind of the head Ewok, his name was Master Macrit. He ends up locking the last few remaining Ewoks inside. And it was him all along. That, oh, that asshole, that double crossing that... asshole. <laughs> you said he, it. <laughs> he said that the greatest of sacrifices had to be made to appease the great one. So he's going to sacrifice his whole village. Boo. Boo. So rude. It's so offensive. So rude. So many rude people. <laughs> He's the, the rudest fucking Ewok I've ever heard of. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> but ba- basically, um, 
the Ewoks are able to escape. They kind of like uh, summon, they make some call and summon these wild boars who come crashing in. They knock the statue over. The Ewoks end up getting on and riding away as um, the Great One comes towards them. And the Great One, I thought the Great One looked awesome. He's like yeah. super scary looking. He's like as tall as the, the mountain cliffs are. He's like way bigger than yeah. this 50 foot statue. And... All the Ewoks get away, and the only one left is Master Macrit, and he becomes the sacrifice. Dun dun dun! dun, dun. Well deserved, a well deserved sacrifice. Goodbye, sir. Yes, goodbye. <laughs> um, now, Tess, it's at this point that I'm actually mm-hmm. a- starting to ask myself, where the fuck is Darth Vader? Because right, this right? is like all about Darth Vader's castle. We're like at the end of issue four. There's no Darth Vader. But as soon as I can say it in my mind, we finally get to see and get a taste of Darth Vader uh, as we flash Mm -hmm. back to Lena's crew here. And Vader, he's uh, he starts to attack one of the droids. He's I guess they're far enough into his castle that he's there. He uh, Mm -hmm. he cuts, uh, cuts up G3, the G3 droid. And um, so sad. I know it's a sad moment. And then he cuts through Crater. (laughs) He cuts him up, too. And yeah, we just finally get to see Vader in all his glory here. And then um, all the anger that I had for where's Vader, all just, <laughs> it, it finally ended <laughs> as soon as, as soon oh. as he showed himself. So <laughs> thank God he's murdering. That's what I wanted That's from right, this comic. Yeah. Said Tim. I need some droids getting killed. Uh, but this, so we're finally at issue five and yeah. it seems like this one's going to be about Vader. So. They were uh, kind right. of building up to it. I had a little bit of a feeling after the first couple that maybe we're not going to see Vader for a while, but um, mm-hmm. we finally get we finally get to him here. So thank goodness, thank goodness right? Yeah. I mean, he's on the cover. It's Tim. called Vader. The, yeah, Tales from Vader's Castle. So let's 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 do it. Let's get some Vader let's, in here. Let's do it. Let's Vaderize this. He place. looks great though. Like for a cartoony, uh, cartoony comic, they did a really excellent job with him, and I'm like really surprised how how much I liked um, the style of him and, and how he looked. He looks so good here. He's got that red coming off the back. Like that's a frameable piece, man. Yeah. Like, when we see him, we're like, oh shit, it's him. There's a whole bunch you know? of great frameable pieces in this one. Um, yeah. At the beginning of each issue, uh, like before you get to the first page, they have like a full, uh, a full page um, illustration of of kind of like that kind of sums up the story in a way. Uh, they just give you like yeah. a little hint as to what you're about to see, and I just thought the one in the Ewoks story was so cool because it was a couple Ewoks mm. in a tree. And everything with them in the foreground was kind of red. And then the back, which is supposed to be the sky, which is blue, is just this giant, creepy, scary, spooky face of the Great One. And they made him look like this, like, vampire or, like, demon-type character. Uh, It was a... Man, that's that's probably my favorite page in the whole book, art-wise. It's just that one kind of... uh, That one page that just hints at what's coming in the story. Yeah, this this artwork, just, yeah, that page and just throughout the whole thing, they were like, no, Star Wars equals awesome art, and they did not fall short of that any at, in any inch of this comic. I will say that for sure. I totally agree with Definitely. you. Definitely. And that's one of the, the great things that can happen when you bring on all these different artists. And so, sometimes mm-hmm. it sometimes it can kind of malfunction and, and backfire. 
um, if you have all the artists trying to do the same style, because not everybody can do the same thing. But if you bring on mm -hmm. all these artists and you let them do their own thing, you let them keep their style, then I, yeah. I, it never bothers me. I never feel like I'm being taken out of the story. I just feel like, well, this is a bit of a different story now and there's a little bit of a different art style to it and it just works yeah and the fact that in issue four that pops out so much because it is like such a varying art piece like that says so much about the story and how much free roam they let you have and the fact that you're like okay i'll let this happen like you know you're totally okay with that artwork you're like it's different from everything else but i'm okay with it it's like the whole thing is an art piece itself i loved it yeah and um you said it like because now we're at um I think we're on Endor. I mean, that's the Ewok planet. So I assume we're there. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. with the first three issues up until this point, we've been on Mustafar. So there's a reason that you could have a specific art style for Mustafar. And then it makes sense that if you switch to a different planet, that the art style changes, right? So uh, yeah. that, that would make a lot of sense. So it, it works. Yeah. I have to say, Endor is one of my favorite planets in Star Wars. I definitely wanted to cosplay Leia on Endor. That's my favorite Leia. Oh, yeah nice so badass yeah in her uh, yeah. camo in her camo her camo outfit yeah. yes and her like her braids are like up like all up in her head and then like oh my gosh she's so good on that one i loved her on that one yeah oh, nice she's great my favorite leia um so now we jump into issue five which is at the i believe at the end and correct me if i'm wrong tim at the end of issue four we meet this guy named vanay and he's kind of like a goon of Vader, essentially. He's like this, he's in the control room and he's like, he's just kind of like maybe an Igor to Fra to Dr. Frankenstein kind of thing. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like I was trying to, um, like in my mind, I was trying to figure out how to describe this guy. And I actually came yeah. up with nothing. I'm like, I don't know how to describe <laughs> him. I'll just call him like one of Vader's yeah. goons. But he is like a, he's a certain... Uh, Sorry. No, you're good. Got, Do you no, think? I got a FaceTime on my computer that just like threw me off. It was just ringing in my ears. <laughs> I, I cannot answer a FaceTime right now. Tim just Sorry. like shut yeah, down. I was like, oh, who's this? No, you're good. Darth Vader? Don't yes. Worry. Yes, my master. What can going? I do for you? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out what to call this guy. I was just going to call him one of Vader's goons, but he is like um like a special uh, a special type of character like he's a he seems a level up from like a, a stormtrooper or something like that so um yeah and he just sees all of the the gaggle the ragtag team lena's ragtag team and he's like what are you doing here and then he starts to tell the story of how basically the mustafarians which is this is the first time i've ever met a mustafarian have you ever met a mustafarian um i have never met i think it's a mustafarian because well, I think it's you must it's it's Mustafar, so I think Mustafarian, uh, but okay. I don't know. Mustafarian. I don't know. But no, I've yeah, that that's another cool thing. That's, I know I've never met one of these characters before. I didn't know there were any because who mm -hmm. would live on a planet full of lava and rock? But but yeah, this was these guys. Yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> and this was the spooky story from uh, Vader's goon, who mm -hmm. um, it, it was interesting that all the other stories had been from like the Lena's crew, but this is from the mm -hmm. Vader's guy. But yeah, he tells the tale of when the Mustafarians came to the, to raid the castle. The first time the castle, um, a, an attempted raid was made and they were not happy with Vader choosing that spot for his castle. 
<laughs> they were offended. I'm not happy with you commandeering my castle. <laughs> this is yeah. our planet, and you shall leave. Uh, Vader <laughs> exactly. did not care, and he killed them all. So they didn't show us that. They don't need to. We know what happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and it was that was (laughs) the shortest of the spooky stories. That was like it was like two pages. It was just like you see them all. You see the army coming and then it gets there and then you see Vader and then it ends. And the guy's like, he killed them all. (laughs) Yeah, we took over the end. What more do you need to know? This is our planet. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this part because Lena is so brave here. She's like got her weapon of choice and she's like, you will not hurt us. You will let you will let us pass and vader's like no i'm vader and there's much much muchness happening here vader like lena and crater they break up oh no g3 is already in pieces script oh my god okay so i want you to tell this tim because you said at the top of this episode this was your favorite part or one of your favorite parts when script really makes these stories inspire him in his act of bravery. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, all, all shit's broken loose here because Vader's caught up with them, right? And he's just now like chasing yeah. them and um, trying to kill them. I think HUD is dead already. Mm-hmm. I think um, he already got it from yes. Vader. Um, Skrit, the little cockroach. I mean, how is he going to survive? Uh, but he he starts taking the lessons that he learned from some of these spooky stories and impl- yeah. <laughs> and applying them to his situation. <laughs> So he's like running he's like and then there's a story about a friend who helped a friend yeah. and then there was a story and he's like i'm brave that's the funniest part is like what he took from the story and it was the han and chewy story it was that a friend yes. helped a friend so he's just like yeah. oh we're all gonna die but then he's like well wait yeah. these are my friends oh maybe i can help them and he yeah so he like rolls into a ball rolls away yeah. And then a couple pages later, we see him in an ATST, and he's shooting at the castle, and he's like causing all, like, all hell to break loose. It was really funny. Um, I would have loved to hear the the musical score for. Oh, that, that would have been excellent. Like, yeah. Right. You can only imagine. It was like dun, 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 dun. What do you think his score sounded like when that happened? What do you think, Tim? Uh, I'm getting go? like um, original Nintendo game music from it, like little bit of organ playing because it's a haunted right, right. comic. Totally. Let's quit our day jobs, Tim. Let's go into music. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, it was epic. Vader thought it was all very cute, though, and he just kind of like, uh, you know, waves the ATST away. <laughs> and then, yeah. Poor little Skrit. He's like sitting on the top of it, is it sinking in the lava? And he's like, well, he's kind of like, I guess I tried my best. And as it's just like sinking <laughs> in there. <laughs> but Lena was able to save him. Uh, she was able to get into a TIE fighter with Skrit's distraction and she comes and picks him up and they kind of, they take off and um, hopefully live happily ever after. Yeah. And they take Crater with them at one point, right? They've got Maybe the they, head they, of Crater. Should... That's all that's left right. of him. That's all they need, That is all, right? you, that's all everybody... they need. I'm so sad they left G3, but I guess it has to happen. He, yeah. I think Ooh. he was dead. Um, I did really, really like, a quote from Alina right at the end that I'd like to read because I like to read quotes in our please, episode. So please, this one I really this I just it kind of like left this whole book on the perfect um, perfect ending for me, the perfect note. So she says, oh, "Good." Did the Dark Lord allow us to escape? 
so we would tell others what happened on that lava-strewn world? So we would spread fear throughout the galaxy? Fear of his castle? Fear of his name? And maybe it worked, because even after all these years, tales of Darth Vader still chill the blood, and always will. I love that. I, yeah, get, get, what's your, yeah. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I just, that left me kind of feeling like, it's kind of like your spooky ending. Like it leaves it a little bit open. Like, did he let them get away? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I love about Darth Vader is lots of times it seems like he's not trying. Like he kind of, he, it's yeah. almost like he's just doing enough to get by sometimes. And you're like, well, if he's so powerful, couldn't he just kill everybody here? Like there's no reason that Darth mm-hmm. Vader shouldn't have been able to kill this crew, this like ragtag crew. Um, right. But that's probably not what he wanted to do. He, he probably has another agenda. And I've seen this in other comics too. He like kind of just about succeeds, but doesn't. And I don't take it as that he failed. I take it as he's doing this for a reason because he's powerful enough to end most of these scenarios, but he's got a bigger plan in motion and he lets these people go. And I like that they alluded to it. Like, is he just letting us go so we can tell this tale of him? I thought it was very cool. Dead men tell no tales. Do not go to Mustafar. Do not go. Do not vacation there. (laughs) It is not fun. (laughs) Set your coordinates for a wide berth away from the Mustafar system. Yeah. You are now entering the Lucifer system. <laughs> get <laughs> out. <laughs> Turn around. Abort, abort, abort. Oh, that was a fun ride, Tim. Thank you for introducing me to that. That was great. No, thank you for having me on. That was a fun read. Uh, not what I was expecting, but uh, possibly more fun than I was expecting. Yes. And if you are a new comic book reader and new to Star Wars of one combination or the other, definitely jump into this one. This is just fun. If you know Darth Vader, you've got it. Like, it's it's just a fun little Star Wars story, little Afraid of the Darks, Are You Afraid of the Dark story. Fun, fun little Halloween story, man. That was great. Yes. Well... Thank you again. I look forward to, to coming back um, another time and possibly next Halloween if you choose to do this again. If this doesn't break you, uh, <laughs> an episode a day for a month is is quite the task to take on. So um, I, nothing but respect for doing that, Tess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's actually really fun. I'm really um I'm surprised that I'm not burnt out yet. Knock on wood. I'm just having fun and doing what I love to do, which is talking to my friends about comics, dude. Awesome. I mean, awesome. Yes, yes. Um, can you please give us your best evil laugh? <laughs> Yes! How was that? That was excellent, <laughs> Tim. The build-up. We got to the top of the roller coaster, and then you just kept going. Dude, that was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you... you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> but you, you delivered, my friend. <laughs> Can you please plug your fabulous... Talking Back Podcast. Yes, of course. Um, I am a, one of the hosts on Talking Back with my brother Dean. 
and we pretty much talk about whatever we want to talk about. Uh, it's a great uh, open format for us, but we do a lot of retro content. We talk about movies, comics, video games, and other stuff as well. Um, a new episode every Monday, and we'll focus on a specific topic for that Monday, either a movie, video game, or TV or something like that. And yeah, we just have a lot of fun. And you can connect with us um, on social media. We are at TalkBackPod on uh, social, uh, well, social media, yes, but on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and Twitter. And we're, um, yeah, I mean, Instagram's kind of our fave. It's um, it's the one where we can have the most fun uh, just because yeah. of the, uh, the format that Instagram is. But uh, hit us up wherever. Send us an email if you like. And uh, yeah, um, check us out. If you've liked yeah. what I've said... Check check us out. I don't know. If you don't like what I've said, check us out anyways. I love your PR. If you like my voice and what I said. If you connect with my voice, <laughs> come find more. Come find more. Oh man. Are all the people in Canada as cool as you, Tim? Um no. No. Okay. Well, well, most of them aren't, but I mean, yet there's always, it doesn't matter where you go. There's always a rotten apple, right? That's true, but it's not here. It's not on talking back. They're, they are not rotten apples. They are exact opposites. They are golden treasures of, of, of Canada. Oh, that's, check them out. That's so nice of you to say. <laughs> I mean, we appre- we I really have fun it. whenever I listen to you guys. Yeah. We just like, the thing is we just like to have fun. The, we're doing our podcast just because we want to talk about this stuff. So we have yeah. no agenda. We just, um, we love the content and we have really, um, you know, fun conversations about it. We try to make everything very informative. So if you come to one of our episodes, you'll probably leave with um, some new knowledge you didn't know, even if it's a favorite, uh, a favorite movie or a comic of yours. We kind of pride ourselves in digging deep and pulling out some stuff you may not have known. I love your personal anecdotes on there. They make me laugh out loud. <laughs> you guys have great ones <laughs> yeah we try to personalize it too so we want people to kind of like you know learn about us and uh who we are so uh yeah it's uh, it's a lot of fun absolutely you guys go check out talking back right after you listen to this one do it guaranteed there's a great episode that happened um on the monday of this week because it's the 13th of this week i believe it's a tuesday mm-hmm. anyway. it came out yesterday there you go. It, it came out yesterday. Go check it out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for day 14 of 31 Days of Horror. Say bye, Tim. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. To ongoing comic book discussion podcast 31 days of horror if you like what you're hearing please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers take it a step further and leave a five star Apple podcast review <laughs> that really helps me out thank you you can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD podcast or facebook.com slash OCD podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, 
And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.